WFH with two guys. Now here's Benny and Dennis. You know, one of the things that is just fundamental when it comes to business, Dennis, is that we have to deal with different types of services and products that we have to get from third parties all the time. In order for us to grow our business, we have to go out and try to figure out how to get a good deal. And that can be a little nerve wracking, don't you think? And you it can. And I mean, there's some companies do it great and then lots of them struggle with it and they either feel like they are the winner or the loser. And it's like, that's where they, that's where they're missing the boat in my mind. Yeah. And, and you, for me personally, I just had to buy a, a, a couple of insurance policies for my business and just going through that whole process is, was an active frustration at time and not a whole lot of fun. So on today's episode, Dennis, we're going to talk about how to get the best deal 101. So we're going to make this kind of a primer course for any business owner, business driver, and talk a little bit about what are the tips that you and I are going to be able to talk to uh, our listeners today about how to get the best deal. Well, and Benny, I think it's important to kind of share our backgrounds because you're coming at it from yep. a sales perspective. My background was the buyer. And so and I'll let you kind of share how we knew each other. Yeah. And so, hey, here's a, here's a confession point for everybody listening on this. Uh, Dennis and I have known each other, oh gosh, it's close to about 20 years now, isn't that it Dennis? Is. It is. It's been a long time. And uh, one of the ways, in the primary way that Dennis and I know each other was I sold some services to Dennis. And so Dennis was my client for, for a number of years. And uh, he's, he may have mentioned before that he's worked at a, a large, used to work at a large healthcare company. And that was, uh, if you will, it was, a, it was a crowning achievement for me, Dennis. I don't know if I've ever shared with you. It's a very, uh, I was very, very happy and proud the day that you said, you know, Benny, let's go ahead and start working together. I mean, it was, I came home and I think I did a little dance and told my wife how, how great it was. And so, you know, through the years, and it's been great. You know, obviously, Dennis and I, uh, we've gotten along very well, and, and here we are, two decades later. We're we're doing a podcast together. So I I think I must have done something. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, I think you know one of the key pieces is is you think about it, that was a relationship that started, and that's what if you're doing buying and selling, you can either make it transactional or you can focus on the relationship. And I think yeah, our what has happened here is a relationship because mm-hmm. you were trying to sell product, I needed to buy something. And we figured out how to make a win for everybody. And we've, we've kept that relationship, even though we aren't buying and selling stuff with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kept that relationship going. I, that's how I like, I look back in my career of many of the different salespeople that I've worked with. There's, you know, 10 or 15 that I still keep in touch with because I really just like them as people and wanted them to be successful. And in return, they wanted me to be successful. And I think that's huge. Right. And, and for all of those out people who are listening here, and, and this is really going to be focused from a business owner's perspective. If you're a salesperson too, as well, or you happen to be listening to this, that's the number one thing with me. And I was genuinely interested in working with Dennis and generally working with this customer. They were important to me. And the way I approach any relationship in a business sense is that I take personal ownership of it. And that's really important for you as a, you know, I've also been a, a, you know, not into the, into the corporate world. Like you have, I've been a small business owner where I've had to, to buy things, but as a, as a business owner, you want to see if you can establish a, a nice relationship with the, the salesperson who's working with you, because it's a, having a good rapport is always good. Um, and it's, it shouldn't ever be 
uh, if you will, uh, uh, like a, a master and servant type of relationship. I don't know the better way of being able to put it, but you, you know, we understand that the end goal is that you're trying to, they want you to buy their product. Okay, that's fine. But the things that we don't see as business owners are, they're just little angles that they can help us out with in getting as much information as you can to help them become successful, Dennis. And this is a point that you brought up is, is you know, it's good. Is you say you understand what drives them as a salesperson. As a buyer, I wanted to understand, you know, what, what was, how did they get rewarded? Was it strictly on sales? Was it, you know, increasing sales over the previous year? Um, sometimes it was a new business. I mean, it was whatever. And so I wanted to do it because I wanted to help them be successful because again, if I knew I was helping them be successful, they would in turn give back and help us be successful. And when I say success, I mean, that could be the lowest price, but not always. I mean, a lot of times, we, you know, I was at organizations that we would go for competitive prices, but also we were looking for extra support or technology that could help us think outside the box or companies that were, you know, doing things. I remember one that we need to do something with a, a credit card type of format, but we weren't really into credit cards, but I knew this one company did a lot of things with Delta airlines and Delta had all kinds of neat marketing things going on. So it was a way to develop that relationship and learn without having to throw a ton of labor internally on our side to figure out how we could do this stuff. Um, And it changed the whole dynamics of the company I was at without having to spend a ton of time and effort because that vendor stepped up and helped us do things. And they weren't stealing any technology or information from Delta. They were just sharing ways that they helped make Delta be successful that was, you know, that could be shared. Um, and I think that's, those are kinds of examples that you want to try to find that, that win-win to help each other grow and, and prosper and, and go. And that's, that's, to me, that's number one. It doesn't mean it matter if you're buying or selling. It's also how you treat your employees, your customers, all that. If you come at that perspective and quit worrying about the bottom line, it's amazing how it all falls together. Yeah. You, you just never know. I think this is a great lesson in, in life in general. And for anyone who's listening out there, if you would have told me, you know, when I was this young buck, just starting out my company, that uh, that the, this guy sitting across the desk from you, who's uh, talking about uh, uh, buying my services was going to be doing a podcast together. I would have said, what? <laughs> exactly. so, you, so it's really important, you know, just really try to get and understand everybody's motivations because it's not just about buying or selling. It's, it's a whole relationship. And so I think that everyone should take that to heart. You know, one of the things too, Dennis, it, it occurs to me when, when, when I'm going out there and, and I'm sitting in front of a customer or if I'm looking to buy a, a service, I try to educate myself as much as possible, you know, and depending upon what it is that we're looking to get, it may be that I'm either really knowledgeable about a particular product or service that I'm buying, or I might be a brand new person at it. You know, I'll, I'll take the insurance that I was just talking about. I, I deal with insurance, you know, f- you know, sporadically through my, through my year. And, you know, and, and I have to get insurance and, you know, have to protect the company, have to protect my family, but I am by, by no means an, an insurance expert. And so I try to learn a little bit as much as I could about it. I don't want to be an expert, but education is super important. Wouldn't you say? You bet. I mean, and it's understanding, you know, from a buyer standpoint, you know, what's going on in that is industry, you know, is it a commodity industry or is it, is it a growth industry or is it an industry that's changing and going to evolve? Um, so you're looking at all different avenues, be it from sales or buy. 
from a seller's perspective, like I said, you know, you're thinking about culture, trying to understand, you know, are you guys going to fit? I mean, sometimes now that I'm on the sales side, you know, there are some clients I'm just not a good fit for because it's, it's, it's going to feel painful. And so it's better just to exit and get out of there than to try to sell to them. So you kind of have to find those things. Uh, again, it always goes back to the relationship and, and thinking of from that perspective, how can I help people be successful right. and in return? Hopefully they're going to follow the same suit. Yeah. And, and part of that education process too, I'd say actually comes from the salespeople who are trying to sell you because they can bring up ideas and thoughts that you hadn't really entertained or thought that maybe didn't really apply to you or you didn't understand that specific aspect of it. I like to, you know, try to help educate people when I'm talking to them as a salesperson, but as someone who's a, a purchaser, I also want to know because I'm smart enough to know that I don't know it all. <laughs> Well, and there's times also you need to know one where, hey, do I go directly to that company that sells that product? Or sometimes I need to go through a broker because, mm. or an intermediary, I'll call it not a broker, but you know, however you want to call sure. it, but that, you know, I may only be buying a small piece of this thing. So from a cost standpoint, they're not going to pay much attention. But if I can go to a broker that can put us together several different companies, all of a sudden he may be able to get, he or she may be able to get a better deal to pass down if price is something I'm, that I know it's commodity driven. Um, and any thoughts on that? I mean, I know that's kind of, kind of your world that you had in the past. So, yeah, you know, in, 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 you know, I know that you and I talked about this as an example, but I can tell you that personally, I used to work uh, in, in, for a very, very large telecommunications company and I've worked for a few of them. And I remember sitting in an office with one of my clients and they wanted to use our services, but they were trying to figure out how to configure it most effectively for their business. And in, in the back of my mind, and I did tell my manager after we were done with that meeting to say, you know, we don't have a perfect fit here, but our competitor does. And my manager, I will never forget the look on his face when I told him that he said, don't you dare tell them. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I felt really kind of, kind of bad, but you know, I, I understood what they were saying. And so the, 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 in the end, it ended up working out that the customer did get this product. It did work, um, not quite the way they wanted it to, but I felt a little guilty because, you know, not being only having a certain bag of products to work with, that's all I could bring to my client. And that's a problem. If you work directly with a vendor, you're not going to have that where in the case, and depending on the industry, it might be a broker, it might be an agent, it might be somebody who works as an independent consultant that can tell you whether that particular product or service can be offered from a different vendor. And in, in many times, even if you are working directly with a vendor, bring in maybe a third party agent who does represent multiple vendors and they can give you some insight that maybe you haven't thought about before. And, 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 you know, on the buy side, it's, you know, you can always hire people to be the experts and that's great, but sometimes there's so many categories that you can't hire enough people to be the expert in all those categories. And that's where, again, that intermediary can add value. Um, and then there's technology that comes along too, where, you know, if it is come out, you can do the bidding and stuff online. But again, I think it's more than price. It's, it's price is a piece of it. But in today's world, I mean, many of my clients that deal with inventory, right now, they're just happy to get product. And so 
it's that relationship. And I still remember my days. I used to work at a large snack food company um, and we had to do marketing materials that had to be out into the Walmart to the world at certain times. And something needed to get from New York City to Chicago. And luckily, the, the transportation company we worked with did truck and rail. And they were able to know exactly where that product was on that train. And then it hit a snowstorm. And because we were in deep trouble, if we didn't get it to this Walmart store on a certain time, they were able to pull it off that train, get it on a truck and hand deliver it to the Walmart in time. It didn't matter what I paid for it. That was important to the marketing team for this company I was with because they had made a commitment to Walmart. And so that was something very valuable Price was not the only variable. It was technology that this company had that we knew this was an ongoing issue that we had because our timelines were real tight. And so those are things to keep in mind as you're out there looking and negotiating. Don't get so hung up on just price, but focus on what are the other variables and things that, you know, play into this. Yeah. And and, uh, actually, this kind of goes back to one of the original points we were making too as well, is that if you really take this uh, relationship, if you will, and, and really get to know uh, the salesperson or the individual that you happen to be working with on a daily basis. And, and they're going to take better care of you, or they're going to give you, you know, make sure that you're, you're, you're well received and maybe even do a little bit of extra favors, if you will, just knowing that, Hey, it's Dennis, I'm going to go ahead and help him out. Not just because he's my client, but he's, He's a friend of sorts to me, right? And and so those type of things I've seen happen, and I'm guilty of this, you know, where I have actually, I'll I'll say that uh, on the weekend, I may have gotten a call that in other cases with certain clients, I would let it go to voicemail. But for some people, I see their number come up and I'll answer that phone call at, you know, a Saturday evening and I'll help them out if they need some help. It's super important to me. Yeah, I have I had many vendors that would say when Dennis called, you better jump. And they, they just knew that, you know, because again, as a buyer, I wasn't calling them all the time. But when I called, I wanted attention because I in return took good care of them on the other side. Um, the other thing, too, from a buy side, you know, especially if, if you're a large, if you have certain categories that you've got a big spend in, mm-hmm. you want to be careful not to put all your eggs in one basket. So, um, again, inventory is a concern. And so those are things to be thinking about, but also it just keeps everybody kind of in an equal playing field. And I always used to joke, it was kind of like the baseball. I would have a major leaguer and that was my predominant player that would provide the product or service. But then I would have two people in the minor leagues. One would be you know double A and one would be single A. And I was always developing and that one that was in third position. I probably turned them quite a bit because if they weren't the right ones, it was easy to let them go. But every once in a while, they would navigate their way up to become the second player. And sometimes they became the first player. But it kept everybody honest and also kept people kind of on their toes so that they just didn't take me. So the number one guy just didn't take me for granted. Because, again, it's a good relationship. But like a marriage, it can go a little softer, you know, not head in the right right direction over a longer period of time. And as Benny, as you shared, Mm -hmm. the goal is it's a long-term relationship. And so it just kind of helps keep people honest and, and focused on what's going on with, you know, where you're at. Yeah. It's so much is said so much in that, what you just said there, Dennis is so true for me personally. Uh, I know that if you get to know somebody really well and you understand part of their motivations and I'm talking, I don't care if you're the salesperson or if you're the business owner, if I can help you long-term, I'm establishing a relationship with you 
And I don't know, Dennis, where, where people end up down the road. You know, uh, I, I tell a lot of the young salespeople I talk to as well that you don't know that friend of yours you went to college with is going to be the CEO of a company one day who's going to be signing checks that could potentially put your kids through college or pay off your mortgage, <laughs> you know? And, and, and so just, just keep that in the back of your mind. If you let people know that, hey, I have motivation to not only take care of you because I'm compensated in the long run, uh, you know, I just don't get paid one time. I think of that very seriously. And, uh, you know, where I used to work for a large company, uh, I was compensated one time, exactly one time, Dennis, uh, on, on a big deal that I would get. But as an independent sales representative for that same company, I'm compensated every single month. So who do you think is going to have better interest in making sure that every single month that that client is going to be taken care of and, and made sure that they're, they're getting the service they receive? You know, I think that the uh, there's so much that could be said uh, about this topic. And when we think about uh, relationships and, and you know, getting the best deal. A lot of it is not just about, right. you know, sticking it to the man. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. If you can't leave the table, both with smiles on your faces, this is, this is a, a loss and it's a loss on one end. And you may have gotten the deal or may you have gotten the best price that maybe is even under what they can sell it for because you know, they're in a desperate position. Well, long-term they're going to remember that. And I think that goes to show you that, um, there's more to these deals that than meets the eye. So, you know, just keep these things in in the back of your mind, no matter what side of the table you're on. And I think there's a lot of stuff that we all can learn from each other. But yeah, I think you know you hit on that. I mean, the key is treat people with respect, treat them how you want to be treated, and it, make it a win-win for everybody. And it's amazing how it all yeah. plays out. Well, you know, for us here over at WFH, two guys. You know, it's, it's important that uh, we give you guys all the information that we've learned over the decades that we have of experience. And hopefully some of the stuff uh, you can utilize in your business life every single day. So please join us every week on uh, our podcast where we share a little bit of information in terms of sharing tidbits of how you can make your business just that much stronger. So from Dennis and Benny. We, uh, we're glad that you guys are listening to us today and uh, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to WSH with two guys. We'll see you next time.